The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. The pandemic, social unrest, the state house, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. And good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Right now, it is 12.06 on this uh, very sunny Monday. We had a lot of snow yesterday. There's some good melting goats going on right now. Although, uh, looking at the forecast, looks like we're in for some more snow, as you just heard. And listening to the forecast, we're in for some more snow that's going to be coming tomorrow. So, we are uh, dealing full blast of winter right now. This portion of the program on this Monday, Super Bowl Monday, everyone's feeling a little odd, I think, if you're a Patriot fan, is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, remember, there's a lot of accidents this time of year. You have snow, you have ice, you have melting. Were you in an accident over the weekend or maybe a family member or someone you work with? If you were, if you're ever in an accident, you need to get your car repaired. Four words, West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. The original, the best. It's West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340, 272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. You know, this time of year, again, there's a lot of snow and ice out there. And people sometimes, they just hit one patch of ice and suddenly, and I'm not saying, listen, if someone, if you have your vehicle damaged, it can be a small dent. It can be someone really racks you. You need to get your vehicle fixed. You want to call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. Now, if your vehicle is damaged so much that you can't even drive it, then when the tow truck shows up, tell them to bring your vehicle to West Fountain Auto Body. 401-272-3340. Located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, right off of 95, right by in the Providence Public Safety Complex. It's West Fountain Auto Body. 272 272- 3340. Well, folks, right now it's 12.08 in the Ocean State. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Weekdays, we start at 11. I want to thank Justin Katz, our guest from last hour, the great segment, Politics This Week. And there's even more. I realized after um, I'm just hanging up with Justin that there's even a few more topics that I should have actually touched on. Plus, there's more developing news. So it's, uh, it's never-ending. But I want to just kind of address right now that if you're like me, it um again I I'm, I'm not a this isn't a sports show but as but like many of you I mean I've covered the Patriots I'm a football fan I found myself last night um, rooting like a lot of you rooting for Tom Brady and it was it was odd wasn't it odd last night seeing never mind the first two touchdowns with a Gronk and it's it's hard to I, again, I, I didn't stay up late into the night unable to sleep about it. It wasn't like we lost. But, and by the way, Kansas City, they're such poor sports that it's so easy to root against them. I had no idea. His uh, Patrick Holmes, I mean, that family is a mess 
First of all, the wife was tweeting at Giselle. Oh, must be nice to win when you got the refs on your side. No tweeting that at her. Not thinking it. Putting it there. Tweeting it. And then the fiance, you know, and then they're retweeting people complaining about the refs. It's really Kansas City against the refs. Hey, listen, you know, Tampa Bay and the defense played fantastic. But not to get off point, but. Yeah, you're excited seeing Brady standing up there holding the Super Bowl trophy, but he was not in a New England Patriot uniform, and we weren't celebrating with him. I mean, it was sad last year when we learned that he left for Tampa Bay, and then, but it was in the middle of it, COVID, and so it just was at that point seemed like, you know, kind of, I, I want to almost say like the least of our problems, so to speak. But now as things are getting better, and boy, that team just got better as the year went along, especially hitting the playoffs. Um, don't you? It, it was. It takes you back to that feeling last March. It's hard to believe he left. He left and won the Super Bowl last night with a different team, with a new team, a team that wanted him. As far as the owner and the coach, New England let him leave. New England now. Belichick needs to redeem himself next year, but the feeling that Kraft was that you have Belichick, the coach, Brady's playing days were coming to an end. You have Belichick, you have his son, and we're just going to continue success with that. And it certainly didn't pan out, at least not the first year. Now, that said, Patriots had an awful lot of players that opted out because of COVID, didn't play. And you can't say that that didn't make a difference. And Cam Newton, as poorly as he did play, and he did play poorly, he was never the same after he had COVID. Cam Newton was never the same. And supposedly they say that it was mild, but he was never the same after that. Not that he was great, but beginning part of the season, they were in Kansas City and played a great first half. But second half of the season, especially the last few games, Cam Newton didn't look like an NFL quarterback. <coughs> Excuse me. And he certainly didn't look like the quarterback for the New England Patriots. So that was uh, that was tough. And today, I mean, seeing the celebration and Brady's family, like we all know them. They're the parents. There's his kids. There's Giselle. There's Euclid in the box. I mean, the whole thing. And the only thing missing was it's not the Patriots. It's it's odd. I think everyone feels a little odd. Never mind. We got snow yesterday. There's more snow coming. The pandemic is still raging. It um, I don't you? I mean, I th- I think I, that's the way I feel. I'm not sure if everyone feels that way, but that's certainly the way I feel. Now, there's no shortage of news, obviously. With you have the situation with this uh, Senate impeachment trial that is uh, we're getting like. Uh, bits and pieces of it right now and of what the strategy is supposed to be. It, it it doesn't seem like they have the votes. They're certainly starting to um, they certainly are starting to try to um, uh, in, in some way lay the groundwork in trying to get everyone excited just how dramatic it is. But there is other news um, aside from that. How about the representative Ron Wright? I had never heard of him, but he's a a Texas Republican, 67 years old, first member of Congress to die from COVID. So there's that. You have, I know a lot of people watch that Mike Lindell um, documentary 
from that was released on Friday. Mike Lindell went on, I'm seeing this right now, went on the Steve Bannon podcast and called the vaccine the mark of the beast. You know, I, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know what to make of that other than I know a lot of people felt, boy, that was fantastic, the Mike Lindell documentary, but but none of it was really new. And in this area, you know, we know the fact that you have that, uh, is it Dr. Shivey? He, remember, he ran for Senate in Massachusetts two years ago. And for, I think, did he run first as a Republican, then did he switch to independent or try to? But as soon as I saw him in it, I thought, well, this, I mean, now this is going nowhere. If that's who you're going to have um, in the documentary, I mean, I, I just have never found that guy that, that credible. And, and, and when you listen to him, he certainly has a big buildup and he went to MIT and everything else. But I, um, as soon as I saw him, for people that didn't know him, maybe it seemed impressive. But for those of you, I had him on the air, I think, once. And then he did run, but he's just, an, he's odd. And he, then he was trying to argue in the, the absolute proof Mike Lindell documentary that he should have won his election, which is ludicrous. He had no support in any way. And so, um, so it went like that. Now, let me get to some of the sound over the weekend. Liz Cheney uh, went on Fox News Sunday, of course, <laughs> with Chris Wallace. And, uh, you know, they talked about, obviously, the situation in the Capitol. Let me play a little bit of this as Chris Wallace with Lynn Cheney. 11 minutes before deciding to censure you, uh, the congresswoman, the number three Republican in the House. What's that about? Well, I think you have to read the language of the censure partly. I think, you know, that the people uh, in the party uh, are mistaken. Uh, they, they believe that BLM and Antifa were behind uh, what happened here at the Capitol. That's just simply not the case. It's not true. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of work we have to do. People have been lied to. Uh, the, the extent to which uh, the president, President Trump, for months uh, leading up to January 6th, spread the notion that the election had been stolen or that the election was rigged, um, but it was a lie. And and people need to understand that. We need to make sure that we as Republicans uh, are the party of truth and that we're being honest about what really did happen in 2020. So so we actually have a chance to win in 2022 and, and win the White House back in 2024. I don't think she's, that's um, Representative Liz, Liz Cheney. I, I think she's going to have a tough time just winning a primary. She's definitely going to have a, a, a primary. I think she will. Uh, it continues. I disagree with this, by the way, where she says that President Trump does not have a role as the leader of the party for going forward. Is still the party of Donald Trump? And does Marjorie Taylor Greene still hold a solid place in that party? Chris, we're the party of Abraham Lincoln. We're the party of Ronald Reagan. Uh, we have to really take a hard look at who we are and what we stand for, what we believe in. Uh, I think it, when you look at both uh, his actions leading up to what happened on January 6th, uh, the fact that he uh, was impeached in a bipartisan fashion, uh, the fact that, that uh, he lost the presidency, the fact that we lost the Senate, uh, we have to be in a position where we can say we stand for principles, we stand for ideals. Uh, somebody who uh, has 
has provoked an attack on the United States Capitol to prevent the counting of electoral votes, uh, which resulted in five people dying who refused to stand up immediately when he was asked and stop the violence. Uh, that, that is a person who does not have a role as the leader of our party going forward. We have to make sure that we uh, are able to convey to the American voters we are the party of responsibility, we are the party of truth, uh, that we actually can be trusted to handle the challenges this nation faces like COVID. Uh, and, and that's going to require us to focus on substance and policy and issues going forward. But, but we should not be embracing the former president. All right. Now, that is Liz Cheney. And again, good afternoon, folks. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Right now, it's 1218. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Henry Oil. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. Call them today. Henry Oil, 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil and online at henryoil.com. They have budget plans, lock and cap pricing, automatic delivery service plans. Henry Oil serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200 for Henry Oil. I want to just touch on what. That last part she said, and this is something that there should be more pushback on this notion that five people died at the Capitol. And I want to put it in in context. There were and and Ali, I don't know why there isn't more pushback on that narrative. And I know a lot of people feel you're always just supposed to knock the New York Times, but. I, I read the New York Times. Um, they still have more reporters and do more stories and there's more content and more investigative stuff than than a lot of other people. So far, they, they're the only ones that have highlighted, quote, the five people that died in the Capitol. And as I've touched on before, but they should be pushback on that. And of course, it's not going to come from Chris Wallace, but three people died inside. Now, you know a lot about two of them. Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed Trump supporter, Air Force veteran, she was shot and killed. She was the only person shot and killed. By the way, she should not have been shot and killed. She was unarmed. She was going forward into the chamber. They had knocked out a glass in the door. She was trying to leap through. We're told that they she had a backpack on, and they were afraid that she may have had explosives in her backpack. But... She was there was a gun. She shouldn't have gone forward. She may not have heard that, but there was wild miscommunication because in front of the door were some Capitol Police and they weren't like in full uh, dress. I don't even think they had hats on. They were there. And then there was a SWAT team coming up the stairs in a span of 30 seconds as the, the three Capitol Police in front of the door. As they left to allow the SWAT team members that were coming up the stairs, in that time, Ashley Babbitt jumped on the door, started to go through it, and the man on the other side that had produced a gun, and you hear the people yelling, gun, gun, he steps forward and shoots and kills. So that's one. Now, the second officer, the second person that died was the Capitol Police officer, who we still don't know cause of death He went back to his office later in the afternoon and collapsed and then died. Now, he was in the rotunda last week. Now, we still don't know exactly what was the cause of death, but that's number two. Number three, there was a Trump supporter. 
that apparently died from a fentanyl overdose inside the uh, the rotunda, inside the Capitol. So this was someone, she apparently had a history of being having a drug problem. She was 38 years old. So she must have been high that day. I, or I don't know what happened, but she ended up dying inside, but nothing to do with the crowd. She wasn't hit or squished or whatever, anything like that. So that's three. Now, here's a fair question to ask right now at 1222 on this Monday. John DePietro, you said five. Where are the other two? The other two people were people that went to Washington. One man had a, was obese, had a history of high blood pressure, diabetes. There was a lot of walking involved to be there. You couldn't just, like, get out and then just, like, walk 10 feet. There was a lot of walking, and there's a big crowd. So one guy, he had a heart attack. He was talking to his wife. He he had walked from the speech where President Trump was. He was walking to the Capitol and, sadly, had a heart attack right there on the sidewalk and died. And another guy also who was there. My point is, there were, I don't know, we still don't know the crowd number. I don't know how many people there, but there were over 100,000 people there. So when you have that type of a crowd, you know, when when they have like the Olympics and they open up the Olympic Village, wherever it may be, there are people that die at the Olympics. There are people that die on vacation. There are people that die on cruise ships. There are, you know, there's different reasons, but that wasn't in anything to do with there are people that go to Washington on a trip. And a tour guide, and they're walking, and they're not in good health. And, you know, one of the men, as I mentioned, his wife was saying, I didn't think he should go. I told him he shouldn't go, and he still went anyway. And so I don't I don't count that. And then even the girl that died of the fentanyl overdose, um, apparently, that's what they're saying. I don't, I don't think that counts. I think the only two are Ashley Baba was shot and killed, and, and the officer's not going to be charged. And then that officer that went back to his office and tragically was killed but you you hear the five people died you think that it was in the you know the heat of the battle that that happened and it simply wasn't the case now some of the capitol police officers at least one if not two that then took their own life afterwards we have no idea if that's connected we have no no idea or there's there's no way to be able to tell if that's even connected we don't know what their mindset was there are professionals healthcare professionals who will tell you that a lot of the people that actually end up taking their life it's something that they've struggled with for a long time it's something that maybe they've even tried before it's something that they've communicated and battled and all various things that can happen um on top of that i not to go too far on that but after the holidays, the month of January, this time of year is a very dep- – it's the most depressing time of year. I'm told the most suicides actually happen during this time of year because it is pretty dreary out. But again, none of that has to do with what happened at the Capitol. Now, I want to talk about some of the local stories in the news. We are, and I have some of them up on the website, petro.com And remember, petro.com is brought to you by Relax Souls reflexology and it's s-o-l-e-s lisa wood you can call or text her at 401-742-6621 relax souls reflexology what is that you ask well it differs from massage because it uses acupressure points and meridians stimulate the body it's the application of pressured areas on the feet so maybe whatever your pains are if you meet with lisa wood 
You'll be deeply relaxed, healing from inside out, boost the immune function. And she focuses on your face, on your ears, on your hands and feet, which are, you know, hands and feet really connect to the entire body. You, you want to find out more. Contact Lisa Wood. Relaxed Souls, S-O-L-E-S. Go to the website, dipetro.com. There's a direct link, or you can call or text her at 401-742-6621. Now, on this Monday, there's a, a good story, and I want to give credit to the Providence Journal and Kathy Gregg that she broke over the weekend. And there should be pushback on this because Governor Mundo is without question pulling some fast ones as she's, you know, supposedly on the verge of leaving office, even though we still don't know. There's still no definitive time of when the governor's going to be um, voted. I mean, she's set to be voted as far as with the full Senate will vote on her Senate confirmation hearing. That has not happened as of yet. But in the meantime, one of the things that Governor Mundo has tried to put forward, and I'm glad people are speaking about it, and there's some pushback. There's definitely some pushback on this, and there should be. And it has to do with the guy, he'd been there years ago, and it was Senator Revens. And all of a sudden, this guy that's been out of there for a while, and uh, again, I want to give credit to, it was Kathy Gregg of the Providence Journal, that she discovered that Governor Amundo, who knows what kind of deal was cut, who knows what kind of deal was cut, but that Revens suddenly, this former state senator, real like inside political person, suddenly named to the PUC at a gig of 139000 On her way out the door, Governor Gina Raimondo was appointed former Senate Majority Leader Jack Revens, 139000 a year seat on the state's rate-setting utility regulation. This is wrong. This should not happen, the Public Utilities Commission. So this is an inside deal. On top of that, how about the fact it came to light 817 Friday night? Senate Commerce Committee posted the agenda for coming up this Wednesday. Appointment of John Revens. Now, the current person that has it, their term is up, coming up on March 1st. But Governor Armando should not be posting this. No. And by the way, his position would go until, are you ready for this? March 1st, 2027. A six-year appointment. She's not even supposed to be doing it. She's going to be gone by then. And this was supposed to be incoming Governor Dan McKee was the first one. This was going to be like his first big appointment. And they took that. And the other story, and I'm glad about the Rhode Island Republican Party. And they're going after that Brett Smiley. Now, this is someone, you've seen him standing on stage in the state GOP. is calling on Providence mayoral candidate Brett Smiley. To immediately resign, director of the State Department administration, he violated his own pledge to eschew contributions from state vendors. Uh, Susie Yankee says, head of the the Rhode Island Republican Party, it's slimy behavior. Their press release is slimy, smiley, to specifically promise you won't accept donations from state vendors and then turn around and take them. He should immediately resign. Now, he has a big job. 
director of administration while he's running for mayor of Providence. They write, Lieutenant Governor McKee and the Senate leadership should join us in asking for his resignation. Normally, we would just ask Governor Raimondo to fire him, but it's clear she doesn't care about the job she's left to do anymore. Raimondo, awaiting confirmation, has not answered media questions since December 22nd. No response from Smiley, who raised a total of 170000 Now, he's going to run for mayor uh, next year. That race is not until November 2022, although the Democrat primary would be in September. Smiley last week, questions from Channel 12 in the Journal, reported he had returned 5000 to contributors doing business with the state. One of the donations Smiley gave back was returned to Colin Kane, founding partner of Penguin Group, which received, are you ready for this? 280000 from the Department of Administration for its work on alternative hospital sites during the pandemic. Kate confirmed the money was returned. Smiley called him a few weeks ago to solicit the donation. They give Colin Kane 280000 Suddenly gets a call from Smiley. Uh, will you donate to my mayoral campaign? What do you think the answer is going to be? He did not, however, return other contributions that appeared to cross the line that he promised the state ethics commission he would not cross, soliciting or taking money from state vendors. That include 3,000 Residi Construction Company, which does work for the DOT, Department of Transportation, 1,000 from a board director of Accenture LLP. He also kept contributions from principals at DeMeo Construction. Accenture was paid. Ready for this? 500000 by Smiley's own agency last year for information technology. So you get 500000 from Smiley. He then makes a phone call and says, can you give me $1,000? And actually, if you're married, if you and your spouse, give me 2000 one 1000 each. So Sienke said, we hope the media will investigate Smiley's fundraising activities. Determine if Smiley or surrogate solicited contributions from state vendors. <coughs> Folks, this is like a pay to play. In the meantime, if Smiley does not resign immediately, the Rhode Island Republican Party will prepare a complaint requesting the Ethics Commission, Commission investigate his fundraising activities with state vendors. Let's hope the Ethics Commission is at least willing to investigate a politician who lied to them. So that is very strong. That the Rhode Island Republican Party is going after him. Folks, you know uh, Director Smiley. He always stands there on the stage with Governor Mundo. See, it's already happening where things are falling apart. If Governor Mundo was fully entrenched in her job, would she allow this type of thing to be going on? Probably not. Probably not. She'd probably be on top of this. And be explaining that that type of thing is not going to be tolerated, but she's not. Ooh, what's this? Police investigate suicide at the towers in Narragansett. Oh, I hadn't seen that. That must just be breaking. Police are investigating a man fatally shot himself near the towers on Ocean Road. Uh, 4 a.m. Male threatening to harm himself near the towers. Oh, that must be near the Coast Guard house. They arrived on the scene, spoke with him a short until he took his own life. Oh, goodness. He shot himself. He owned the gun. Um, that's a Narragansett police story. I just saw that. I just saw that break, so I wanted to mention it. But I want to uh, commend the Rhode Island Republican Party. That is the right move. 
And, you know, is that what we're going to go back to? Is this where we're going to go back to, into a pay-to-play scenario where Smiley is the director of administration and then he's calling you and you're a vendor and you do business with the state and he's asking you to make a donation. This is horrible, horrible for Governor Raimondo. It reflects very poorly on her as she's leaving or we think she's leaving. We still don't know when she's leaving. Uh, Still no idea when exactly she's leaving. Folks, I'm also seeing another headline, by the way, that, um, boy, you just, um, you just, uh, you know, this could be any time, I don't know when, truck rolls over on Thurber's Avenue curve, container truck rolled over Thurber's Avenue curve early Monday morning, lost control of the truck, 345, no other vehicles were involved, no injuries, the driver was from New Jersey, um, I mean, how long? Have, and they have signs. Slow down. Dangerous curve ahead. I mean, there are signs about that. But, I mean, that's just um, that's just forever that that's going on. But this situation regarding this Revens appointment and also the Smiley, this looks bad on Governor Amundo. This looks very bad on Governor Raimondo, and she's not getting a free pass, and she shouldn't get a free pass, and she needs to be called out on it. And as far as Governor Raimondo, now this week, we have not heard that there's going to be any confirmation hearings this week because of the Trump impeachment trial in the Senate. And then next week, they're on winter break. So the earliest that Governor Raimondo could get uh, confirmed would be would maybe be the week of February 22nd. That's maybe. So there's still no telling. Now, she has not spoke with the media until December 22nd. And as I mentioned last hour to uh, Justin Katz during our segment Politics This Week, that's one of the things that was not released or talked about. And, you know, the fact that she, when she agreed to go through the nomination process, with the Biden people, that part of the conditions, we believe, is that she was no longer going to speak to the media. She didn't schedule any COVID briefing the week after Christmas. People speculated maybe it's because um, maybe it's because of the fact that, you know, her kids are on school break and she's away. Who knows what the real reason is? But then you have to wonder if part of that is just that she had no intentions of speaking at the media and hasn't spoken to them since. Now, folks, right now at 1236, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair today at 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Maybe over the weekend you suddenly realize you have an appliance that's not working properly, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. Maybe is your washing machine making an odd noise? Or maybe your dryer or your stove or oven that's not working properly? Or your garbage disposal or your microwave? Call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Remember, we say if your appliance is dying... Just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Senior citizens discounts are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. 
7096. Well, right now it's 1237. So those are two big stories that I'm glad that the local media is going after. And Governor Amundo needs to answer some questions. This is her this is her administration. I'm also seeing while Rhode Island legislators push to expand continuing contract law, more towns sue. So now there's a new lawsuit. 19 communities are now legally challenging the lifetime contract law known as the Evergreen. The League of Cities and Towns announced today Coventry, Cumberland, Gloucester, and West Greenwich joined several other communities arguing they violated the Constitution's contract clause and house uh, rule provision. So uh, communities around the state oppose this legislation. We recognize we should have the authority to negotiate a contract with public employees. Folks, this was another deal that Governor Mundo cut, basically cut a deal with the teachers union in order to get their support. So now you have more that are jumping in on this. Now, Kathy Gregg, I'm uh, looking at right now, she's very active as far as an actual related labor and labor relations, firefighters arbitration. And uh, so, I mean, listen, labor in the unions, they certainly have their puppets in on Smith Hill in the General Assembly without question. But um, but 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 cities and towns are pushing back. And I would argue that they have an ally in incoming governor, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKay. I would also put, I've heard from the highest level decision has been made, but I've not seen any changes in these postings. Uh, Kathy Gregg is with more snow headed Rhode Island's way. The Senate is postponing session until Wednesday and Wednesday's committee posting, including PUC confirmation hearing for former Senate Majority Leader Jack Revens until Friday. So they're trying to bury it until Friday. They are definitely trying to uh, bury it until Friday. And folks, this that this guy Revens, $139,000 a year job at the PUC. There's no heavy lifting. He would have this job for the next six years. And Governor Mundo, this, the appointment of the current person is not up until March. This is inside, I know a guy, political favoritism. That's what it is. And it shouldn't be allowed to go on. So um, now, as far as I want to um, just check the latest Boy, all the news today is on, uh, obviously, on Tom Brady, and and rightfully so. I mean, without question, rightfully so. I love the headline on Drudge. Brady schools the children. All right, here's some of the headlines. Poll, majority say Trump should be convicted, barred from office. That's across the nation. Republicans don't feel that way. Trial open with sense of urgency and speed. Reckoning, even if acquittal likely. Still shaking lawmakers, troops stand guard. Rioters' words loom large in president's role in attack. Republicans still have his back, though. I don't think they're going to allow it to happen. Lawyers blast political theater. Will Donald face criminal charges? I don't think so. FBI net close on the MAGA mob. You know, they're still arresting people. At Capitol on January 6th, vets fought on both sides of the battle. Poll, few say democracy working well. Well, it, it's tough. It's tough to uh, work with the other side. It's tough to work with the other side who not only do they not have any interest, let's face it, in unity, 
they not only have no interest in unity, but aside from that, they want to absolutely just destroy the Republican Party. I mean, that's that's what's going on right now. And no one can tell me differently. Well, folks, good afternoon at 1242. It's John DiPietro on this Monday. This portion of the program, remember, it's brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Roland and Willie today at Brothers Disposal. With Brothers Disposal, you can get a purple dumpster. Now, you can get a purple dumpster outside of your workplace or outside of your home. Brothers Disposal. But they're now offering weekly trash collection services. It's really simple. Get a dumpster in your driveway, and they're compete price-wise with anyone. Those purple dumpsters, those are the colors, purple and yellow. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. But if you're a business, they're now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate today, 401-688-0517. Come on, brother, call Brothers Disposal today, 401 401- 688-0517 for Brothers Disposal. So whether it is, you know, if you have a dumpster and you're doing some kind of, you know, this time of year, I know someone that is going to do some work inside. They're going to do some uh, projects inside and, and they're going to order a dumpster to just have it there as they're doing the project. Call Brothers Disposal today, 401-688-0517. And my friend Angelo He has a business, and he was looking for trash collection service quotes. He was going to contact Brothers Disposal at 401-688-0517 for Brothers Disposal. Folks, right now at 1243, now I want to remind you, we still have a long way to go, unfortunately, with winter. Call Coogan Heating today, R.E. Coogan Heating. Call Coogie, 401-732-6562, 732-6562, R.E. Coogan and Heating. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable, R.E. Coogan and Heating. How's your heating system? Call Coogie today. He'll get over there and straighten it out. Are you having a plumbing problem? Call R.E. Coogan and Heating today, 401 401- 732-6562. Well, good afternoon on what is, um, it's an odd Monday. There's no other way to describe it. It is. It feels odd. Um, I think everyone. And the reason is, how about Dan Shaughnessy's story in the Boston Globe? Tom Brady completes revenge tour for the ages with number seven. Box 31, Chiefs 9. Folks, I, I have to admit, I was one of those people. I bought into the hype. The Chiefs were favored by four points. If someone had told me that Tampa Bay, my brother Tom, he was the only one. That said, the re- this was before the game. We spoke at 3.30 yesterday. My brother lives in New Jersey. My brother Tommy said, the, the MVP of this game will be Tampa Bay. And at 3.30 yesterday, he predicted. My brother Tommy also went to St. Paul School. He said, I don't think they're going to get a touchdown off this defense. And he was right. I couldn't believe, like, what? People are saying, oh, this is going to be a shootout. Bruce Arians was saying, our goal is try to get 40 points. If we get to 40, we could win. The over-under, this was way under what they thought. But they didn't get a touchdown. I mean, this high-flying offense, and I bought into the, I did. I thought, you know, I would tell people that Mahomes can't be stopped on third down. If it's if it's third and four, he can run for it. If it's third and five, he can run for it. But he wasn't, and he did do that a few times yesterday. But boy, when it counted, they came up big. And 
I mean, I, I'm looking at the, the globe right now. Um, it just, uh, I, mean, I mean, the whole thing. Here's what Tom Brady was texting teammates before the Super Bowl and uh, everything is on the Super Bowl. Josh Cheerley cheered on the Chiefs and Twitter wasn't him. Oh, okay. They're still going after him. Let me see what he was texting some of his teammates. Uh, positive thinking and upbeat mentality. Part of the approach, daily text messages. As Buccaneers uh, back, Leonard Fournette noted in his postgame, he used repetition to help create a positive mindset. So he um, tried to instill that in his team. Uh, <clears throat> it felt great, he said, of having Brady his teammate. All week he made us believe we we're going to win. He was texting us at 11 o'clock at night, we will win this game. We believed in him. We believed in the play calling, what the coach was calling, just ran with it. Tom preached all week the Chiefs were 31st in the league in yards after contact, yards after the catch. Their run defense wasn't that good. I take pride in knowing those guys don't want to tackle. Sometimes you make a guy miss, but at the same time, punch them in the mouth and in the game, they're not going to want to tackle. That's exactly what happened. With Fournette, who signed in Tampa, partly because of Brady, rushing for 89 yards, including a touchdown. Uh, they dominated the game. So that's interesting. But the uh, Shaughnessy piece on Tom Brady. I also want to just read this. Tom Brady confronts Taran Matthew Raffa targeting Antonio Brown on the touchdown. He was fed up with Kansas City's safety in the first half. As seconds ticked down, the Bucks took over possession and started a short clock drive. Chiefs made an odd decision, call a timeout, hoping to get the ball back, giving Tampa Bay extra time, and Brady made them pay. As the Bucks neared the end zone, penalties mounted, frustrations flared. Matthew got in Brady's face, and Brady appeared to tell the talented corner he would target him. Sure enough, near the goal line, Brady fired a pass to Antonio Brown, who beat Matthew and beat Tamp- built Tampa's Bay lead to 21-6 to going into the break. After the play, Brady sprinted over, got into his face. No penalty was called on Brady. I don't know what it does for Brady, said uh, Mike Evans, but for us, we love that stuff. Uh, getting in Brady's face, it seemed, may not be advisable. The Bucks rolled with 39 Win capture the trophy. He initially downplayed the exchange after the game. This is the guy for the Chiefs. And then he said this. He took a different tone on Twitter. First he said, well, he called me something I won't repeat. But yeah, I'll let all the media throw me under the bus if I did something or said something. He then deleted that. So, Najee, I wonder why. If you have someone like that defensive player and you say, and he's uh, a person of color, he said a word to me that I'm not going to mention. Gee, I wonder what word that would be. Is if Tom Brady would go up running up to this guy in the Super Bowl, even though they're saying they think Brady's mic'd up, and he's going to what? Use the N-word? Is that what you're saying? Give me a break. Are you kidding me? So, but let me, um, Shaughnessy just tears apart Belichick and Kraft. Brady completes a revenge tour for the ages with number seven. Same age as President-elect JFK, Older than Elvis to be, live to be. Elvis died at 42. Camelot quarterback Tom Brady's still the king. Uh, greatest individual sports story of this century. After 20 seasons and six Super Bowl rings with the Patriots, Brady relocated to Tampa 
in March and engineered the greatest revenge tour in football history. Took him a couple months to get acclimated, but he got hot in December, then capped a playoff tour de force with three touchdown passes in the most hyped up matchup in the history of the Super Bowl. It's his seventh Super Bowl victory, more than any NFL franchise. He was named Super Bowl MVP for a record fifth time. Elway's the only other quarterback to make five Super Bowl starts, period. How does that taste, Bill Belichick? How about you, Bob Kraft? Still think Brady wasn't worth a two-year contract after six Lombardis, nine conference championships, and 17 division titles. Not to pile on here, but it has to be pointed out, Brady's touchdown passes against the Chiefs were thrown to Gronk and Antonio Brown, two more expatriates. This could not have worked out better for Brady or worse for the 7-9 non-playoff Brady-less Pats. Shaughnessy writes, I was expecting a TD pass to Mookie Betts before the night was over. With Brady matching up against Casey Young on Pat Mahomes, CBS billed the game. The Super Bowl the universe has been waiting for. A tad lofty, but there's no such thing as overstatement when you're talking about Tom Brady. Uh, Lead up to the game, the Wall Street Journal featured a page one story in which clinical psychologists and breakup coaches, I don't know if they exist, speculated on the mindset of New England football fans who felt jilted by Tom. That's funny. Even though, indeed, even though this game pitted teams from Tampa and Kansas City, Super Bowl 55 was all about us. Now, again, this is Dan Shaughnessy in today's Boston Globe. Here in 2021, our doctors, lawyers, stockbrokers, parents, little children. Um, Brady, when he beat the Rams February 3rd, 2002. Fast forward 19 years, Brady has stopped the clock. The bells do not toll for him. The Sunday New York Times put him on par with a free carnival figure like P.T. Barnum's bearded lady and four-legged girl. Brady wearing a new costume performs like a carnival act. Come see the ageless man. The ageless one started slow Sunday, but got a lot of help from the Chiefs and the Zebras. So that's true. I mean, but some of those calls, um, nah, maybe. But I, I don't like, if Kansas City's going to blame this on the refs, I, I just don't, I don't believe that. Now, let me get to the um, the Wall Street Journal story, which I did see this week. Uh, Patriot fans were dumped by Tom Brady. Breakup coaches are here to help. That was the story in the Wall Street Journal. The former New England quarterback is happily escorting the Tampa Bay Bucks to the Super Bowl. He's winning the breakup. <laughs> That's funny. Andrew Beaton. I haven't heard of that writer for the, uh, for the Wall Street Journal. But it is true. You know, I, I was saying that. It's, it was an odd feeling. Right. I mean, I I think we're all feeling that that. um, Here it is. I cover the NFL and sports for The Wall Street Journal. Um, Well, you know, this whole business that they're worried about a super spreader down there. I don't. Listen, you, you have that Tampa Bay defense, though, was big time. They had that without question. Uh, that 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 defense you can't underestimate. Um, just how great they were. I want to just see if uh, you know what else. And as I mentioned last hour, the fact that the owner, the owner of Tampa Bay, that he went out and aggressively got 
Tom Brady and and the coach. And uh, let's see, Tom Brady dumped the New England Patriots last March. Twenty years, packed his bags, moved to Tampa with a new partner. They a per, per, perfect match. Um, he'll be leading the Bucks. Susan Elliott has an idea what Patriot fans are going through, seeing their ex thrives elsewhere. Miss Elliott lived in Massachusetts for a decade. Her family is flush with Patriot diehards. She has a particular expertise in the matter. She's a breakup coach. She says they're freaking out. It reminds me when a person leaves a relationship, they go on to another love, and the world has crashed down at your feet, and they're tra-la-lying with their new love. Cheering on sports teams, engaging in romantic relationships aren't the same, but they share some common qualities. They can be irrational. They can inspire intense passions. They sometimes involve bad decision-making after drinking too much. I mean, that is um, all funny, but it is um, it is true. It is. I, I don't know how else to... It, it was sad last March when he left, and you're happy for him up there, right? We're happy for Tom Brady. I mean, he's solid. Um, at the time, there was the whole trust in Bill and... Bob Kraft, those are two guys. It's hard to argue with the success they've had, but it definitely was an odd feeling and a sad feeling. I mean, I guess I'll say that it was. It was a sad feeling seeing him winning the Super Bowl, but for a different team. Because, boy, last night, that would have been a big boost to New England fans if he could have won it for us. Now, coming up this weekend, today is February 8th. Friday is the 12th. Saturday's the 13th. 14th is Valentine's Day. And make sure you stop by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They have the most fresh, delicious strawberries dipped in chocolate. They have all kinds of special Valentine's pastry. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. I stopped in and saw them on Saturday. Located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's Ron and Melissa. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in everything for Valentine's, especially some very unique Valentine's Day pastry and uh, cupcakes. And on top of that, they have the fresh, delicious chocolate strawberries. Stop it and see them. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Look for them on Facebook, and then all you have to do is um, get to them at 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They're right next to AAA in Providence, uh, right off of Silver Spring Street. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Look for them on Facebook. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Allstate Lock. Stop, uh, excuse me, log on to the website, dipetro.com, Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems, building security, and security cameras. Make sure you keep yourself safe, your family safe, your company safe. Allstate Lock, 401-349-0042, 401-349-0042, Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems and building security, security cameras, and more. And you can... Link right through at the website, which is dipetro.com. Folks, this portion of the John DePetro Show, remember, it's brought to you by JKL Engineering. Now, maybe on this Monday, you're having a heating problem. JKL, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Are you having a problem with your heating system? Call JKL Engineering today, 401 351 7600. 401 351 7600. 
J.Kale Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 54 years. Their reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. Call J.Kale Engineering, 401-351-7600. Now, next hour, tell you a little bit more about some of the news over the weekend. This is, uh, they're definitely, and um, we have another hour to go. The power hour is next. Now, as far as we know, the next COVID briefing is going to be coming up on Thursday. The other thing we want to watch is the uh, President Trump, the second Trump impeachment trial. I'm seeing that the House Democrats dismiss Trump's team First Amendment, uh, First uh, Amendment argument. And so um, let's see. I, I still don't think that they have you need 17 Republicans to flip. And they're certainly trying to excite everyone and gin everybody up. I think the president is doing the right thing. He and his team by arguing that it's not uh, constitutional, that he's already left office. Folks, this, the whole, I think, the whole movement of this is to try to do damage to the Republican Party. And they want to make sure that President Trump can, can never run again. That's what it's based upon. And there's still fallout. Look what happened to Lou Dobbs on Friday night. Lou Dobbs, I've been on that show. I've interviewed Lou Dobbs before. Um, I, I don't watch him every day, but Lou Dobbs does a great program. And Friday afternoon, he was supposed to be on at 5 o'clock. He wasn't. The person that filled in for him said Lou will be back on Monday. No, he wasn't. He's not back today. Lou Dobbs, he's gone. And so, you know, this is um, is definitely an atmosphere right now where they want to go after people like that. Um, some of this other stuff, they, people are going to come under uh, attack for, for some of this stuff. You can't, some of these um, people that I've talked about, you know, Rudy Giuliani's running into trouble. Some of the, the dangerous rhetoric of these people, as far as like saying things that just can't be substantiated, there's a reckoning coming and it's coming right now. It's John DePietro on this Monday. It is kind of an odd day on this Monday, February 8th, the day after the Brady Super Bowl. All right, we have another. Get it.